Welcome to the Business of Psychology podcast, the show that helps you to reach more people, help more people, and build the life you want to live by doing more than therapy. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Business of Psychology. And today we're addressing something which, when I talk to my members in psychology business school or to my coaching clients, always comes up as pretty much the most important topic when we're dealing with marketing a private practice. And that is making sure that you have a marketing strategy rather than just lots of marketing activities that you're doing. And the way that I like to think of a good marketing strategy is a bit like a machine. Every piece of the machine has to be crafted to fit together properly. If it doesn't, then you just end up with lots of bits and bobs all over the place which don't add up to anything useful. So the first thing we need to do is think about what we actually want our machine to achieve. So you start by thinking about the outcome you want your machine to perform. What is it that you want out of this machine? What's the output you're after? Is it more clients? Is it more signups to your online course? Is it more people to listen to your podcast? What's the outcome that you're trying to achieve here? Once you know that, you need to then map out each stage of your customer journey. Sometimes you'll hear this referred to in marketing speak as a funnel. And that's not my favorite word for it, because basically all we're doing is mapping out the steps that somebody would logically take in order to make that decision to take the action you want them to take. So let's talk through a really simple customer journey for a typical independent practice. Okay, step one might be a person is told about you by a friend or a health professional. Step two, that person visits your website. Step three, that person emails you. Step four, that person receives a personal email response from you or your VA and a booking form. Step five, a person attends a consultation with you. Step six, that person receives an email follow-up. Step seven, that person books a therapy session with you. And finally, step eight, a person then receives an email requesting feedback about their therapy with you. So as you can see, There's nothing complicated about that, but there are things you need to make sure are in place at every stage of that journey. So to make sure that step one happens, you've got to be out there networking, building relationships with people who might recommend you. For step two, you've got to make sure that you've got a decent website that communicates what you do and gives people a way to book and email you. For step four, you might need to make sure that you've got a templated email response so that it doesn't take you ages to write personal replies every time. Step five, you've got to make sure that you give somebody a good experience when they come to you for a consultation. And step eight, you might need to make sure that you've got a feedback form ready to go so that that doesn't take you ages either. So you can see, even with a really simple customer journey, you still need to think through each stage and think about what is going to make this as optimal as possible so that you get the best out of your marketing, whatever your strategy is. 
Now things do tend to get a little bit more complicated when we're trying to build a marketing strategy for passive income products, so books or online courses, because for these we need to be creating bigger audiences because it's not likely that we're going to be getting everybody that we need um, as a result of direct relationship marketing, so networking and, and people who already know us or have worked with us before. So this type of customer journey might look a bit different. The first point on this customer journey might be somebody seeing a social media post or a paid ad on social media for your podcast, your blog or your video series. The second stage might be somebody listening to that podcast or blog or video, which then links them to a free downloadable. The third stage might be them downloading that free downloadable, going to the thank you page and joining your mailing list. The fourth stage might be that person receiving nurturing emails from you where they get to know you and get more helpful content from you. The fifth stage might be a person reading your weekly emails that you send to that email list. The sixth stage might be that person consuming your weekly podcast blogs and videos for a little while. The seventh stage might be that person following you on social media, watching more videos, maybe reading more posts and generally getting involved in the conversations that you're having there. The eighth stage might be a person receiving sales emails from you that directly ask them to buy your online course or buy your book. And stage number nine might be the person purchases that course. That's what we'd hope for anyway. So you can see here that at each stage of this customer journey, you're going to have to create resources. You're going to have to make efforts to make sure that each stage goes smoothly and that enough people are coming through this customer journey. To keep it nice and simple, there are three essential parts that every customer journey, every marketing machine needs to have. The first part is outreach. This is where people have never heard of you before and you're going to bring them into your world. You can think of it as an entry point to your customer journey. So this could be through relationships, through networking, it could be through social media, it could be through Google, your search engine optimization, or it could be through paid advertising. It could also be your cornerstone content. So if you work really hard at optimizing your podcast or your blog or your video series so that people can find it, then some of the right people who are most likely to be interested in working with you, taking your online course or reading your book, might find your cornerstone content first off. I'm willing to bet some of you found me through this podcast, for example. In some cases, your free downloadable can also be an entry point for people. Most often it's not, most often it's point two or three on your customer journey. But if you make the right kind of downloadable and you optimize it for search engines, it is possible that somebody might be searching for the problem that downloadable solves, find it and enter your list that way. The next stage that every marketing machine needs to have is some way of nurturing and deepening relationships with the people that have just met you effectively. So this often involves emails. This is still the most effective way to deepen a relationship with people. So often it might involve a nurture sequence, so emails that you send to help people get the most out of the free downloadable that you've created. 
It might involve sending out weekly content to people, so a newsletter, a podcast, a blog post that you make sure that everybody on your email list is aware of every week. It might be presenting people with an opportunity for free training. So you could provide webinars, either pre-recorded or you could do those live so that people get a taste of what it's like to work with you. But it could be something else like a private podcast that you offer to your subscribers or anything really that gives them a little bit more contact with you so they get to hear from you and see you. It could also be a community. So lots of people really successfully nurture their relationships by using a private Facebook group, for example, where they can give people who are in their world a bit more attention, a, a bit more of an opportunity to show their authority and demonstrate their expertise to those people. And the final stage that every marketing machine needs to have, and most psychologists and therapists struggle with the most, is a sales stage. And this is where you're putting out posts and sending emails, which directly promote the action that you want the people on your list to be taking. So that could be, you know, sign up here for my online course. This is why it's great. It could be about having discovery calls or free consultations. If you're offering therapy or another high ticket service like coaching or small group work. But it is about being confident at this point that you've given people a lot of free content already. They've come through the outreach stage, they've come through the nurturing, deepening the relationship stage. They're now at the point where they want to hear from you how they can work with you and get your expertise in their life. So those are the three stages that every marketing machine needs to have. It's it's really, really important that your machine makes sense, that you think about that that journey that you're expecting people to take from the beginning to the end and take great care to make sure you've got everything in place at every stage of that journey to make it logical for people to keep progressing. Now, one thing that people often get wrong when they're building their marketing machine is being too general about it. So often somebody that's got, say, a private practice and they're developing an online course will ask me whether they can have the same marketing machine for both things. And the truth is there might be some overlap, there might be some components that are the same. So for example, you might develop an email nurture sequence that is useful both for people who are interested in therapy with you and people who are interested in your online course. But the fact is that the strategies that will work for those two different outcomes are pretty different. As I said at the beginning, those two examples I gave, for a typical private practice, your outreach, the most effective outreach, is likely to be relationship marketing, maybe directory sites. But if you're building an online course, that is very unlikely to be enough. So you do need to think about what the outcome is you're trying to achieve and make sure that all of the different tactics that you're using to get there match that outcome. And that's kind of all about knowing your ideal client again. So if you know your ideal client really well, you can work out, okay, where are they likely to want to hear from me? And the fact is for a private practice, people really want recommendations from people that they trust. That is still as true as it was 25 years ago. Whereas for online courses or books, 
people are looking on social media for influencers who they think have the authority to help them. So that's why we have two different outreach points. So even though the principles are the same, the tactics you're going to use are going to be different depending on the outcome you want and your ideal client for that product or service. So I really hope that makes sense because I think this is a gap in some people's understanding of marketing that means that people end up wasting a lot of time. Like there is no point in having an amazing Instagram if you don't have any way of deepening your relationship with those followers. If you don't have a downloadable, you don't have a nurture sequence. So you're not doing the rest of the customer journey. You're not likely to be successful. Similarly, you could have the best email sequence in the world, But if there is no way of people learning about you and coming onto that email list, it's not going to work. And, you know, even if you do all of that brilliantly, you've got great outreach, your nurturing of people is fantastic, you're brilliant at building relationships with them. If you forget to do the sales bit, which many of us do, and I think it's an unconscious bias thing, then you're going to really struggle to make the money you need to keep your business going. So take home message, you need all three of these stages and you need to have thought really carefully about the outcome you want to achieve and which which tactics are most likely to get your ideal client to take the action that you want them to take at each stage. I hope that's helpful. We are going to be talking lots more about this in the rest of this series. So if you've got any questions at all, please do let me know. I'm over on Instagram at Rosie Gilderthorpe. Send me a DM and I'll make sure that we cover the questions that you've got in the rest of this series. Thanks very much for listening and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Business of Psychology podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It helps more mental health professionals just like you to find us and it also means a lot to me personally when I read the reviews. Thank you in advance and we'll see you next week for another episode of Practical Strategy and Inspiration to move your independent practice forwards.